Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Bridget Hovell. And I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of Chick Flicks, where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we are talking about Game of Thrones, which ended its eight season long run yesterday on May 19th. This will air on Wednesday, so it's fine. <laughs> We're talking day after discussion. There will be spoilers. <laughs> After eight seasons, three dragons, and 1,000 pairs of boobs, the massive television hit Game of Thrones has come to an end. In its final season, writers and showrunners David Benioff and David D- and D.B. Weiss? Isn't that a stupid name? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's like D.W., but worse. I said, it, I said to Tim, I was like, wait, isn't D.B. Weiss the guy that jumped out of the airplane with all the money? That's D.B. Cooper, but oh, anyway. Wow. It's a, I thought they were the same name. Dang. Okay. Well... <laughs> They attempted to satisfyingly conclude an epic series with a sprawling cast and conflicts that range from the supernatural to the super incestual. You know what's crazy about this show is that it kind of makes you like a little bit in, not interested in incest, but like rooting for <laughs> incest sometimes, you know? Honestly, yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> I feel like this show does that, the like... There are other shows that do that too, I'm sure. Star Wars? Star, Star Wars, Wars did it first. Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums, a little bit. A little bit. There's lots of shades of gray here. Um, so this was the end of Game of Thrones, a show that has been on for like eight years. Mm-hmm. Started when we were young babes um, as freshmen in college, mm-hmm. I think. <gasps> Wait, was that eight years ago? No, high school. I guess we were in high school when this show started. Oh. <laughs> Okay, um, actually, it was 2011. It was spring of 2011. So I guess that's high school. Um, you know, I can actually, this comes back to like pretty much our genesis for everything, but I can remember, um, first getting interested in Game of Thrones because I kept seeing Tumblr gift sets Mm. that had lyrics from Nicki Minaj's verse in Monster with Game of Thrones picks. Like, you can be the king, but watch the queen conquer. And like pictures of season one, Cersei and Daenerys and Sansa. And I was like, what is this show? (laughs) (laughs) It tricked you. Yeah, it did trick me. Um, and uh, I guess I have been like an on and off Game of Thrones fan. I watched the first few seasons and then when um, the show got very rapey and like season five and started like including rape scenes that were not in the books, um, even though there are plenty of rape scenes in the books, I kind of like dropped off and didn't watch and then I caught back up around season six. What about you? You know, I was super into it in the beginning. I had read the books and I was just like part of, I don't know. I like fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was like down to watch it. But then I just sort of, it's like, I can't pinpoint a reason why I stopped watching. I just stopped watching in the middle somewhere. Maybe because it was on for a decade. Yeah. I just like wasn't into it anymore. I don't know. I just lost interest. I, it's also really hard for me to not binge a show. I, like, can't do week to week. Can't wait. Long payoffs, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just stopped. And then 
to watch the last season. I binged all of the seasons that I had missed. Um, mm-hmm. And that was fun. It was fun to like yeah. binge them all at once. And I had a good time. And then, uh, yeah, the season was, um, I was like, oh, this is why I'm not that, this is why I wasn't that interested in the show. It's because it's not yeah. that good. <laughs> right. And certainly I think the early seasons are stronger and that's like pretty uncontested. But something that throughout the entire eight season run that has always bothered me about Game of Thrones is, well, first of all, it's a show created almost entirely by white guys. Um, and uh, with very few people of color, even just in the cast, like yeah. maybe two no- two notable ones altogether. Um, but to me, the creators of this show, David and David, uh, <laughs> two men, never have really understood a like why a woman would enjoy this show, mm-hmm. uh, or what or what like people who aren't like straight cis men would like enjoy about a show like this. Mm-hmm. And there always has seemed to me to be like almost a sort of tension or like schizophrenia and how the show views itself. Mm. Um, and I have never heard this put better or explained better than by the critic, uh, Sarah Mesley, who writes for LA review of books. Uh, she's really like a genius. I think uh, she's like an amazing critic. Um, and she recaps the, the show game of Thrones, uh, and every, she just like notices all these things that like people don't normally talk about, um, which I'll get to in a second, but this is something she said about an episode in this past season where Miss Sanday, who is the only woman of color mm-hmm. on the entire show from its entire eight season run, who is beheaded by Cersei. Um, well, there, are the, the, there are the sisters of Dorne. Are they, they're like, I don't know. Cause I think they're like, uh, I, I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know either. I don't know how the actresses, I think but there's like correlate to Middle East. She's so. the only black yes. uh, woman on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to like so defend is, it. I just don't want to forget. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 for sure. If, or, yeah. You know, and also like the, there's like Dothraki women who are played by, she's, Miss Sandy is the most notable character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For um, sure. So she's, she's beheaded kind of as a way to like motivate uh, Daenerys. And Sarah Mesley writes in LA Review of Books, in weird ways that don't quite line up, the spectacular display of Miss Sandy's death feels like the narrative inverse of the blind spots on Game of Thrones realisms. Uh, realism. We are meant to see it, but only question thir- certain things about it. We are supposed to see it as a manifestation of Cersei's racism and cruelty, but not the show's. The show, given that it is on the side of Daenerys, can imagine itself to be progressive, even as it instrumentalizes Miss Andy's death. And in this way, Miss Andy's death does run parallel to the Starbucks cup. They left a Starbucks cup in one scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's the glaring c- cliche the show's makers apparently cannot see themselves, even though it's right there in the middle of the table. Um, and I... That, that like put into words something I have like always hated about this show, mm-hmm. you know, where I think if you ask the, the showrunners, like, does this show hate women? They would be like, no, look at all the badass women. Mm-hmm. Look at Arya. She stabs men. Like mm-hmm. she's strong. Mm-hmm. There's lots of strong women, mm-hmm. but then they can never, they can't contend that with how the show uses like violence against women as like set dressing basically. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that really succinctly says what's wrong with so much of like Mm. violence depicted in film and tv uh, like against women because so much of it is just unnecessary Mm -hmm. i will concede like yes there is in the real world there is violence against women you know uh it's a part of you know life um but at the same time that doesn't mean you have to depict it in a way where you are like kind of like sided with the the violent you know excited with the violence or using the violence um 
as like a means, you know, I think about that a lot with the the two villains, like the two most despicable villains on the entire course of the show were like Joffrey and Ramsay, and they were both particularly heinous towards women uh, in the show. And I feel like the show is like saying like, aren't these guys terrible? Like, look at how they treat these women. Like, they're so bad. Please, we're not bad for showing you this or for writing this into the show. It's them who are bad, you know? And it's like, the thing that always gets me is like there was Sansa's rape scene in season five where they shot Theon a male bystander's face during her rape yeah. you know as how it impacted him and it's just like like film 101 like mm-hmm. you're making the scene about someone who is not being actively raped you know I saw someone <sighs> I think in the um, one of the essays that you sent me where it was like the three mm. different people from the LA film review yeah one of oh, them God. said like exactly what you just said that it's like fil- like basic film grammar that you don't understand that yeah. when you show it, it it's like someone's face someone is yeah. seeing it and perceiving it as from Theon's perspective because that's literally what you're showing them in on the TV like yeah people are, exactly. it's like you can't say oh we're sorry people saw it that way we're sorry people thought that we interpreted were, it yeah you know? and it's like well we did that because of because that's how you shot it and edited yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and this season, I think, um, like a lot of people have pointed this out, we won't be the only ones, felt very rushed. Like they kind of like slapped it together and they didn't allow these character arc and arcs to like breathe or, or develop in a meaningful way, particularly Daenerys, who has, like, I agree with lots of people who are like, her turn into villainry is telegraphed in many different instances throughout the series. You know, like, mm-hmm. she crucifies people. She's always burning people alive. So it's not a huge leap that she would eventually, like, lean into genocide. But at the same time, it's like, that itself is, like, unimaginative to be, like, we we developed this character who's, like, supposed to break the real wheel. She was, like... Um, the, the, the way they had kind of set it up was like men have ruled Westeros forever. She's presented as like this alternative and one who is like given this really hopeful like iconography throughout the show. And then it's like, well, turns out she's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, that still sucks too, even if it was the way George R. R. Martin ultimately intended to end the show. And, um, and it wasn't given its like due time to develop in this season and the same goes with like mm-hmm. every other character they just so yeah. act so it, it, like maybe not out of character but it, it certainly seemed unbelievable to have people act that way in such a short amount of time i guess at least yeah. from our perspective the viewers yeah and like brienne of tarth who's another like mm-hmm. like capital s capital f capital C strong female character mm-hmm. you know is like crying after she sleeps with Jamie for one time mm-hmm. and something that really kind of like disturbed me is that there's like all of these like quotes from actresses in the show expressing like disappointment with how their characters were treated you know mm-hmm. like Gwendolyn Christie who um Gwendolyn Christie who plays Brienne of Tarth mm-hmm. was like I had to like walk around take a walk after I read oh. the script and she was like, she, she, they were like, did you talk to David and David about it? And she was like, I absolutely did. And then Miss Sande was like, I wish that she had gotten 
like a scene of her being brilliant. I wish that she had gotten a scene of her talking with Cersei Mm -hmm. or like just showing that she's like this brilliant character and a brilliant woman, like anything. Mm -hmm. And, and the actress who plays Daenerys, Amelia Clark said something similar. She was like, I wish she had just gotten like a few more scenes where you got like her thoughts and her, you know, like her perspective. And they didn't, you know, it was just very half-assed and how it fucking ends. (laughs) I know who wins the game. A throne? Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong. Like, when it's so, like, Tyrion's like, oh, you have the best story, Bran. Like, yes, he does have an incredible story. And I think if well, did it had been see done that? better. Like, no. Yeah, we didn't I see know. an incredible Brandon Stark story. <laughs> he sits one fucking season out. That's how unessential he is to the plot yeah. at times, you know? He's just gone for he, a whole season. And he, like, has two lines the whole show. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like a weird statement to end on because they're kind of basically saying like the best ruler is like this weird alien robot who is unfeeling and unemotional. Yeah. You know, it's like saying that that is what is best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's also like there's so many like plot holes to me because if Bran is like omnipotent, (laughs) did he know Daenerys was going to kill like a bajillion people and then he would be king? Like, yeah. What? And then, and he at first is like, I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell. And then they're like, do you want to be king? And he's like, yep, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> that's why I came down here. <laughs> I know. And he like never uses his, all, I mean, all of these characters don't use their powers enough, but he yeah, never for uses sure. his work powers. Like he, he uses them like one time and then forgets about them. Same with Arya never using her face changing Fame. magic. Yeah. And the show kind of forgets honestly, about magic. Arya can work too. Like she can. Yeah. Do, she she does have the power. Yeah. Don't like most of the star kids do or something. I don't know, but um, definitely Arya. Yeah, it's just it's just a huge disappointment, and it also just feels like it just like is such an unimaginative way to end it. You know, it was like oh, we're gonna pick like the wealthy son of an already rich leader, like or an already rich family to be king like oh that's how the fucking show started you know (laughs) yeah Um, i mean it was definitely unexpected for me at least because i was like well because i just don't think about brand like (laughs) why he's he's like a high robot um actually uh before the season started the new york times ran like an article about how betting pools were uh predicting the show and most like uh, this is like on some aggregating website, most people thought Bran would be king. What? Isn't that crazy? Like, who could even consider that? Like, Tim and I looked at it and we're like, "What the fuck?" Like, this was weeks ago. We were like, "That that's not gonna happen." That's crazy, right? Um, so I guess did you like anything about the last season of the show? So I liked. I mean, I I liked a lot of it. Like, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought it was like a lot of it was like pretty like the effects are beautiful i think i mm-hmm. even in the last episode i like all the parts with the dragon were like so cool um yeah for like, sure there's a lot of beautiful yeah, cinematography like daenerys on the like broken king's landing mm. the red keep with the yeah. flag and her army and the snow and the dragon that was like really yeah. great mm-hmm. um and I actually really liked the, the lo- is it the longest night? Is that what that episode is called? Yeah, the really the super Long dark night. episode. But 
I understand why people don't like it. I just have a really good TV. So that's why yeah. I liked it because I could see it. But I <laughs> feel like that the show, the creators just don't understand how people watch TV, which is like not it's so true. on a good TV usually. Like <laughs> it's like yeah. on a laptop, you know? Yeah. Like streaming. Um, I want to shout out Michelle Clapton, who is the costume designer for Game of Thrones. Like, in my head canon, oh my Michelle puts more thought into these characters than David Benioff and D.B. Weiss do. Of course. Like, yes, I agree. 100%. There's this great article I should send you on this website called Tom and Lorenzo, who are, like, two fashion guys, where they break down the previous season, season seven, like, what the women wear and what it means about their character. Mm. And they do an interesting thing about how Cersei, after her walk of shame, where she's uh, strip naked and forced to walk through crowds of people mm -hmm. like then from there on out exclusively wears like high neck collars yeah you know because she's like a victim of like sexual assault yeah. and like wants to cover up and she starts she begins the show wearing these long flowing gowns and she ends yeah. the show like wearing like high angular necks yeah. uh you know Daenerys like tries to dress like a dragon which is like a pretty obvious one mm -hmm. like all of her silhouettes are very dragon-like mm -hmm. Sansa, to me, who's the most interesting character. Sansa, who starts the story out in the north and then goes down south and is, like, all over the place. Um, in the most recent seasons, she starts dressing basically like Ned Stark and, like, Jon Snow because she wants to telegraph, like, a certain type of power that she is, like, cap capable of being the Warden of the North. Um, and one of my really only favorite parts of the episode that aired last night was how the beautiful shots of her getting dressed for her coronation yeah. as queen of the north like that was incredible so beautiful and like yeah you can like slow it down and see she has like all these different like symbols in her gown mm -hmm. and her crown and it's she looks mm -hmm. amazing like it's that was so satisfying yeah that was amazing because every and like this whole season i really liked all of her looks she like there was i loved her like black leather with a big chain yeah metal chain <laughs> yeah that was like i i was so into that it was great tbh i, I like, shipped her and peter dinklage at the end i was like they should partner back up like they would be a great match for each other he's too stupid that's true Everyone's he's stupid like, in he's this. So, that's another thing that made me like annoyed was that he was supposed to be like this entire fucking show we're like oh he's so smart oh my god Tyrion, so smart this season he's such an idiot yeah they just right? are not good writers i think it was and you know what else fucking sucks they haven't had a, a woman in their writer's room since season three like at that point well that's the problem how can you can that is intentional at that point you know like it's just you to not hire to have this huge budget to have this huge undertaking and to not yeah. hire any women to write is just intentional yeah. you know let's not forget Sansa faking or thanking her, um, her she's rapist. Like, I'm strong because I was raped. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know. Was that that was horrible? Uh, you could tell they were like, well, look, people are gonna understand why we had her raped in that season. Like, we're gonna tell, we're gonna say it's because she's strong now. You know? Oh my god, that made me so angry. Yeah, so stupid. And like, I feel the the cast is really great, and they did the best they can they could with this terrible like dialogue. I think Amelia Clark, she mm -hmm. hadn't always done it for me in the past, but I thought she did a great mm -hmm. job like trying to telegraph yeah. Danny's interior emotions. Yeah. I thought like most of the perform I like yeah, like all the performances were great. Mm -hmm. And I think like as like especially Sophie Turner. She's so She's good. amazing to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Is she your favorite character? For sure, Sansa's my favorite character and like 
I I love I love both of the Stark girls. I like them particularly mm-hmm. because I think they're they're like their stories show how you can be powerful within a feminine sphere and how you can be powerful as a woman like outside of a feminine sphere. You know, mm-hmm. like Sansa is basically yeah. like she realizes that she can like operate within this specific type of role and like y- use that to accumulate power and become safe and like live the life she wants to live. And Arya realizes the exact opposite thing, but you know, they're Mm -hmm. still sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I think Arya like tips the scales a little bit more for me Mm -hmm. in terms of, I like her more, but that's just because I've always loved her the best. She's been my favorite character forever. And I feel like Sansa took me like, obviously because she's like, her development is so big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it took me longer to get there with her, but I still love her. I know. Um, and I wish that they could, I wish they stayed together in the end. Me too. I was made sad by that. I was like, Sansa needs a girl in the North to, you know, be yeah. on her side. Protect Arya her. should have been her hand. Yeah. I know. That should, oh my God, that would have been amazing. See? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just overall really disappointing. I'm almost a little happy to be done with it though. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Now we can move on to the next big thing. Maybe it I mean, will be his dark materials. I I'm so excited for that. I want to reread the books before though. Ah, oh, me too. And Cersei was barely in the last season. I know. All Cersei did was fucking stare out the window. And Lena Headey is yeah. like the strongest actor in the cast. Yeah, that was so. And then she just died. It's yeah, like, I feel like her whole her, stupid death. Yeah, her her death was stupid. I feel like her whole character development is like really weird and lopsided. Like she goes from having like really understandable motivations or she's like just wants to protect her kids and like do best for her family and then she's like a cartoon villain and is like mm-hmm. everyone will die and then at the end she just like cries and that's like the only character development she gets in the whole last season yeah like so there's no se- for crying i would have loved a season a, a scene between her and Daenerys. me too what the fuck oh, that we didn't get that is insane almost I mean, Anything. can you imagine having, I guess we'll end on this note, is can you imagine having, like, the biggest budget in the world, all of these resources, all of this, these fans, and just, like, shitting the bed so hard? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking about this with Kristen at work. Shout out Kristen at work. But, she, but like, how <laughs> these guys are going to, like, go on to make, like, their Star Wars movies. Like, they're making the next Star I Wars know. franchise. I was, like, I saw that. I was, like, R.A.P. Star Wars. <laughs> And also, like, they're this terribly conceived show, The Confederacy, about... Are they really doing that? No. Yes. Yes. That's ha- really happening? It's really happening. It's insane. But it's, like, this should be... The, this should have been, like, the peak kidding? of their career, but they're, like, no, we're gonna, like, finish, wrap this up real quick and, like, get on to the next thing. Oh, my God. I know. Ugh, what the fuck? Uh, so, HBO, hire women to do your next... Women and people of color to do your next big budget fantasy work please shaking our heads um it would really help us if you left us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and you can follow us on instagram and twitter at chick flicks pod and email us at chick flicks podcast at gmail.com our next episode is out on may 27th monday and we will be talking about american psycho and gone girl Chick is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Grief Carlson for our music, and thank you for listening to Chick Flicks. Bye! Thanks.